Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. I'm Kobe Miller. We got the professor, Richard Hoskins, in the studios. Shout out to Gaffney, South Carolina. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in for a quick second. That was a low-energy intro. Okay, I'll, I'll pick Co- it up. No, no go, come on. Come on, give us something now. Come on. We, we, we're going to redo this now. This is going to still all be in, but redoing it. Come on. I can give it a shot. Give us some, give us some energy, Richard. All right, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. In the house tonight, we've got the man himself, Kobe Miller, and I am the Professor Richard Hoskins. Okay, okay. So the first segment, guys, is going to be me teaching you guys how to do a radio intro. I've never done this before. I know, which is why I'm here to teach you. As the radio professional, I'm here to teach you guys. What was wrong with mine? You forgot his whole tagline. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's kind of running a different role tonight. Yeah. So, so show host slash legal counsel, Kobe Miller. There you go. And then you pause and you let him say. That's. No, no, you pause for a second. Okay. And Kobe yeah, says, yeah, yeah. "What's right. going on, everyone?" Okay. And then I go. We have the man himself, the man with the numbers, the professor, Richard Hoskins. You're good at this. It's like I I, I do this for a living. I know. I can tell. <laughs> so I I guess we got to explain why it's the three of us in here. That, that would be fitting. Um, Kobe, you want to take this one? Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to have a special call-in guest tonight. And with that being said, our boy Rob Pitts is out in Vegas at the world-renowned SEMA. You know, I, I, don't, I don't feel bad for him. Yeah, really? Like, I, I kind of despise him. Because, you know, he's in Vegas. It's sunny. It's, it's cold. Not, it's probably not sunny it right now. It actually is cold out there. It's cold in Vegas. Yes. It's nighttime, so yeah, it's probably not sunny. It okay, is. well, actually, no. When we're recording, this is still daytime. Yeah, there's three hours behind it. Uh, so, so, yeah, it's still daytime for like another hour over there. Do they do daylight savings time? Yes. Okay. But it is cold out there right now. Wait. Wh- I wouldn't say cold, but very cool. Oh, hold not up. like this. Do they do daylight savings time? Right. <laughs> he yes. Does, he does numbers, not globes. If we do daylight savings time in South Carolina, then we have to, as a whole nation, under God, that do is, the same thing. That is not true. Um, they're actually talking about in South Carolina doing away with it, which would cause problems. I, I get what you're saying. But. Yes, but like what, what I'm saying is right now is, yes, they, they partake in it. Everyone does. I have not heard a case where anyone has gone away from daylight savings time. This has nothing to do with hot rods or a happy hour, but actually, no. This has to deal with a, ha- a happy hour because this is an hour either forward or behind. Well, and it probably is happy hour in Vegas right now. It is. It, every time it's happy hour in Vegas. Let's be real here. <laughs> Go into the casino, it's get Vegas. free drinks. Exactly. So he's over in SEMA right now. Yes. Well, I- I've never been, nor do I know anything about SEMA. It is an auto trade show. It's the biggest auto trade show in the world. So it's not really a car show, but it is to 
um, recognize and to showcase the um, aftermarket availability of things, all things automotive. And on top of that, that's how it started out. But then it turned into having cars and car shows and different builds and build-offs and everything else in SEMA itself. And it became this massive, massive five-day event. Is it basically just a giant celebration of cars? Yes. Pretty much. And not only cars, anything related to cars, whether it's wheels, tires, stickers, windshield wipers, anything automotive. Detailing, all that stuff. Wrapping. Wrapping, uh, engine mods, exhaust, you name it, front to back, up, down, it's there. Even keychains. It's an industry event. Yep. So, like, I can only imagine how many times Rob has mentioned a C4 Corvette. Probably zero. No, let's be real here. No, I'm serious. Probably zero out there. Well, it's come not, on, it's not current. So, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking like walking around talking to people about C4 Corvettes. I'm saying like he gets into a story time mode. And it just so happens that he talks about a C4 Corvette. He's probably telling a lot of stories out there because he's meeting like all the people from all the shows and all. Well, he already knows them, but yeah, um, he's talking to all those people. So yeah, I mean, just looking at uh, the lifetime of Rob Pitts, I'd say it might come up. How much product do you think he's carrying around with him? Because let's be real here, it's it sometimes gets hot in Vegas, and under the lights, he might be sweating. He might need to re up with product. Well, it's one of them things. He, where what he's doing is, you know, you're walking around from booth to booth to booth to booth. Yeah, these people are already set up. So as he's walking, yeah, he's talking to some of these people inside these booths. But I don't think he's bringing any extra product for his oh, hair. Oh no, no, I was I was saying for his hair. Probably. No, no, no. I mean, no. he's probably got a little tube in his yeah. jacket or something. He's got to make sure it looks good. Because I'm sure he's wearing a shop shirt right now and probably a hot rods and happy hour jacket. Which do have cut jeans, yeah. Um, and the hot rods and happy hour jackets do have good pockets, they do. I, I made specifically that they have, yeah, you did did great. (laughs) Sorry to derail the whole first segment about what SEMA is and what no, no, where Rob is. Well, I think it's a fitting, (laughs) it's it's a fitting bring into our show. We're going to talk about some other stuff in a little bit, but uh, I, I don't think that it's probably fallen on deaf ears that in fact Rob is not here. Um, so it, I, I can't, I can't tell. <laughs> like I'm here in the studio, and I can't tell that he's gone. There's a Christmas tree in the studio that will be Rob Pitts for the rest of the I, evening. I'm trying to figure out. We've been doing this a long time, and they didn't have a Christmas tree in here last year. Why is this Christmas tree in here? I don't know. Uh, Somebody got very festive around look, here. Look, I support. Can I, can I set I, it outside? No, uh, we cannot. I support a lot of decisions and 99% of decisions that Intercom Communications makes because I'm a great employee. Uh, I'm very (laughs) adamant about my Christmas uh, celebration starting much later than this because we're recording this, you know, when we usually do, and it's, it's still very early in November. Yeah, but the thing of it is, too... The poor Christmas tree here, he's missing all kinds of lights. Like, the top is blank and the middle is blank, but you got... <laughs> they, they it, it's just, an inside-out tree. Did you just assume that tree's gender? Well, yeah, it's a he. You can tell. 
He's all mixed. He's what, all mixed matched. It's a plastic tree. How can you tell? <laughs> He's all mixed matched. A man put that tree up. If a female put that tree up, it would look a heck of a lot better than that. I can tell you that now. Yeah, I got to say the uh, ornaments are not really spaced uh, yeah. evenly. And then like the lights, a woman would never let that fly. Uh, probably right. Patrick, did you put up that tree? No, I did not. That is a huge tree. I would tree. not do anything like that. Again, I celebrate Christmas much later than this i wouldn't either i hate christmas trees i had a girlfriend that uh insisted that i get a real tree one year and i want to stress one year um because i I don't cleaning up a real tree is just a pain everything about a real tree is a pain sad part is we do setting it on fire we do four real trees at my house every year that's four four why don't ask me it's against i i don't when it comes to decorating, it's You're out. out. I'm out. I will literally get on the ladder and put the lights up, and that is it. You're probably not out when it comes to putting those trees up. Uh, yes, I am. Oh, well, that's cool. I I'm, might reconsider if that was an option. Yep, I will not do it. No. I will get on the ladder on the high part and put the lights up. Other than that, nope, out. Uh, see, I, but I, my house literally looks like Santa Land. Yes, he no, no. <laughs> I'm talking to I, everywhere you look. I don't care if you even go into the bathroom or the spare bathroom. There's something to do with Christmas. I'm like, oh my god. I just put a bowl of candy canes on the table. <laughs> I, I I do good enough just to put a tree up. I'm just ready yeah, for I Thanksgiving. I don't do trees. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. We all are. Look, I, I'm I'm gonna cut weight here in a little bit to prepare for Thanksgiving meals. <laughs> I'm probably. I need to do that same thing. You, you got to prep. You got to juice cleanse. You know. Yeah, it does Make sound sure. pretty good. We're gonna have to get into a commercial break here real quick, Richard. Got to pay the bills. Yes, sir. Stay tuned right here on 106.3 WORD. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. In the studio tonight, we've got the man himself, Hot Rods and Happy Hours legal counsel and all-around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, Richard? And then we got the producer, the man that makes the magic happen, Patrick. Do you not know my last name? I forgot it. It's Brown. I know. Okay. <laughs> we need to give you a nickname. I'm Patty Cakes. FJ. Not, 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 not that. Uh, Patty FJ. PMAC. You're not a PMAC. Uh, We're just going to start calling you the boss. Puppet master. Puppet master. You are the puppet master. There we go. I'm right. the one that controls the strings. That is By the true. way, the guy, the guy talking is the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. I, I'm not used to introducing myself. Well, I know. What's going like, on? How about a shout out to the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada? There you go. Uh, Much better. What are we talking about tonight, Kobe? I think we ought to kick it off and talk more about what we left off last week. Not necessarily Volkswagens, but small cars. Yeah, road little, race cars. So, so cars. I wasn't here last week. You weren't? No, I wasn't here. We talked about the best vehicle 
ever made. Which was? Volkswagen. C4 Corvette. Volkswagen. Beetle? All of them. Well, all yeah, them. we made it up to the water pumpers. We made it all the way up to the water pumpers. Well, I mean, I, I think one of the, obviously, the more popular vehicles of Volkswagen has now, at least in this day and age, become the bus. Well, yeah, yeah. The Volkswagen buses, yep. especially nowadays. That's the Type yeah. 4. It, it, it's it's the trendy vehicle. Well, it's the it's Type the holy four. grail of Volkswagens. Yeah, you might as well say. Well, but uh, we're the, not talking about Volkswagens this week. We're talking about little small road, cars. We're talking about small, small fun cars. cars. Yep, like Mazda Miatas, Honda CRX, Honda CRX, Fiats. All the cool little cars that a lot of guys make into little road race cars or. Not necessarily drag cars, because they ain't drag cars. Mm-hmm. They're fun mountain cruising. Some of them are. Um, well, my first new car was a SRT4. Yeah, but I'm just talking about, like, a lot of your mountain cruisers, convertible, yeah. two-seat roadsters, cars stuff that like that. turn and go fast and... Exactly. Anything, really. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it, I mean, you know, in America and the United States... We started with the small car craze probably in the early to mid-60s. Yeah, for sure. Um, before then, everything was just, you know, make it bigger, make it longer, make it more comfortable. Yep. And now I feel like we've kind of gone the complete opposite in today's yep. age. It's yep. everybody Everybody wants some things to be bigger, but for the most part, I want it smaller, compacter, and like... Put more room inside. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want 8,000 square foot in a... 16 foot <laughs> right you know right. it's just one of the more deals but when it comes to small car road racing i got a great story for that it would just happen about five years ago i guess a great buddy of mine he was restoring and rebuilding a 65 fastback 350 gt mm-hmm. he calls me up he says hey you got a big truck i said yeah he goes take me down to year one in atlanta I said, cool, road trip. Sounds like a fun trip. Exactly. I said, cool, sounds good. He goes, I got another friend that wants to go. He go- I said, well, more the merrier. That's fine. Well, we head off. We get down to year one. We're hanging out. It was about this time. It was nice and cool. I had on one of my racing jackets where, you know, I race uh, super late model, stuff like that. I had that on, and the guy was, at year one, started asking me a bunch of questions, and I was telling him about it or whatever, and he's like, you know, Road Atlanta's going on today. He goes, you ever been to Road Atlanta? I said, well, I've raced Road Atlanta in late models, but never a regular car. He said, well, you ought to go down there and check it out. He said, it's... I said, cool. I looked at them. I said, Sammy, Frank, y'all want to go down? Yeah. Well, the back of my truck is filled with parts. And across the front windshield, it says Miller Motorsports. Well, we come rolling up to the guard shack. This guy comes out he looks at us i guess he sees my jacket sees the thing he hands us lanyards i'm like okay he gets on a golf cart and takes us into the pits that's pretty cool (laughs) now per se we ain't supposed to be in the pits well we're walking around the pits with our lanyards that like we're supposed to be there and i'm talking to a couple people and a guy has a open wheel road race car got talking to the guy and he's like yeah have you ever drove one of these i said no i've done some late model racing out here he's like would you like to take it for a spin i said do what he's like yeah see if you can fit down in it he said it's pretty tight i'm not a big guy i was like sweet 
I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna fit in this thing somehow, some yeah, way. Shoehorn. I. Sh- he goes. Do you have a suit with you? I said. Matter of fact, I do. I went and got my suit out of the truck and my helmet, and he let me drive his open wheel vintage race car at Road Atlanta. It's pretty cool. What powered it? It was. It actually was a some kind of four cylinder. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know it was four cylinder, but that thing was quick for being. Uh, I mean, pretty much a tub. Yeah, it weighs 900 pounds. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've drove Red Atlanta one time in a 91 Ford Taurus SHO. And what I learned, especially driving a regular car on a racetrack, is you don't realize how heavy your car is until <laughs> you're slinging it at close to 100%. Yes. Now, I have ran after that. I ran Road Atlanta in a, a Supra, which was insane. That car was twin turbo. I mean, it was insane. That was almost like a death trap waiting to happen at Road Atlanta. But Road Atlanta was a great fun course. And that's like Frank and them could not believe I'm this guy gave me his vintage open wheel car to drive and I never even knew the guy. It's pretty wild. It was it was awesome. But that's what it's all about, you know. I mean, you know, I let everybody drive my cars. I mean yeah. if you can't, you know. It's not fun if your buddies can't enjoy it. Yeah, but I didn't know this dude. Well, still. He didn't know me. I didn't know him, but... You're buddies now. We're buddies now. And actually, we are Facebook friends. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and that was just all on a whim. That was just by going down to Atlanta to year one to get some parts and ended up driving an open-wheel race car. That's how it happens, man. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. What's your favorite little road race car if you could pick one um well i mentioned the srt4s uh i like them but honestly they are believe it or not a little heavy really for i mean you can make you can lighten them up but um those cars weigh at about 3100 pounds um i don't know i mean i I've, i like hondas um i had a prelude for a while prelude si and uh, that was my, when I was much younger, uh, that was my pizza delivery car so that I didn't have to drive my Mustang everywhere. But uh, I don't know, man. Let me think about that over this commercial break. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to chew on that one for a little bit. I think I got a good one. Stay tuned, guys. We're right here at Hot Rods and Happy Hours on 106. All right, guys. W-R-D. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. In the studio tonight, we've got the man, the myth, the legend himself, Hot Rods and Happy Hours legal counsel, and all-around cool car guy, Mr. Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Then we also have got the producer, the man that makes it happen, Patrick Brown. Uh, that, uh, was, that was a I, joke. No, okay. You, I uh, thought you were going to do like Patrick the Puppet Master Brown. I'll be like, ooh, I like that. All right. We will keep that in mind. But, but, like but that. since you're not doing the cities, Richard. All right. I'd like to give a shout-out to my wife's hometown of Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. Great chili up there. Is that, is that where the Buckeyes are? No, that's uh, oh, that was Columbus. Good, that was a good TV show. What? The Cincinnati. What oh, WKRP? It? Yeah. Yeah, that it's building. Just, every time that we go back to Michigan, we pass by that building, <laughs> and you can see it from the highway. You're yeah, thinking well. of Columbus, Ohio. Okay. That's where Ohio State plays. I'm a Michigan fan, so I don't really care. Neither do I. I <laughs> Not a big Buckeyes fan. <laughs> no, I hate the Buckeyes. <laughs> all right. So last sorry segment. to all of our Ohio State fans, by the way, out there. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this isn't something I'm passionate about, but uh, oh, I am. Like, go blue. Um. So last segment, Kobe, you were asking. We were talking about 
not necessarily road race cars, but cars that are just fun to drive on a track. And uh, well, not only track, mountains, yeah, anywhere, just, just curvy. Yep. Um, and I remembered back in 2006 when I was working at the local Mazda dealership. Um, one of the most fun cars I've ever driven that I would love to drive somewhere other than around the Lawrence Road area was a Mazda RX-8. I knew a girl that used to have one of them. It has a 9,000 RPM red line, and it beeps to tell you to shift. That's sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I actually, I knew, I dated her, and she had one, but I actually never drove it, because we always took my vehicle. Very, very, very agile. Not fast, but anything that goes to 9,000 RPMs, I mean, you can get some pretty good momentum. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and, uh, yeah, actually, the first day that I worked at uh, the Mazda dealership, um, the owner said, you know, go out and get yourself acquainted. You know, drive all the cars, get to know them. Well, the first thing I did is I drove a Mazda Speed 6, then the RX-8, and then a Miata. But when I was driving the RX-8, um, came back and everything was fine. The owner of the dealership came, who is a very, very talented race car driver, by the way. Uh, I don't know if I can yeah. mention the name of the dealership or not. But, yeah, uh, he is. He is. He local. is a very accomplished race car driver came into my office and he said uh were you just driving the black rx8 and i said yes sir i was he said did you go on so and so road and i said yes sir he said don't take that road anymore he said somebody called the police on you <laughs> that is funny <laughs> it's just a test drive yeah really i'm just getting acquainted i'm i'm just dogging it out just a little bit that's that would be your sales pitch. Trust me, this car does great at nine thousand RPMs. I have proven it. Yeah, I got the good out of that one. I could see you trying to sell that car. Going, look, the little bit of ball tires in the front. Don't worry about them. But it will steadily climb at nine thousand RPMs. I've held it there. <laughs> I've seen it happen <laughs> over and over and over. All right. So what is uh what is your your uh canyon carver you know like i said i looks wise and like i said i've never drove one but i would like to i would on looks not necessarily handling and i've never drove one i love the s2000s i've always loved the way they look yeah they're cool cars and they do handle unbelievably but i've never got to driven drive one but eventually i i want to yeah, that's another one that you just really got to beat the hell out of it. But if you do, it's quite rewarding. But probably, now I have drove um, a little Lotus, a friend of mine. Oh, really? he, he has a Lotus, and I've driven it. I've driven it. And that's a fun little car to drive. Uh, that, They're that, not reliable, probably, per se. but The new ones are. They have Toyota yeah. engines. But it is a fun little car to drive. That essentially is a race car. Yeah, his um, is. But he's he's done a lot of suspension work to his and a couple other little mods, and it is a lot of fun to drive. It's like a go-kart. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. But it is a fun little car. What about you, Patty? You always going to be uh FJ Cruiser kind of guy? You always going to be into girls' SUVs? Well, okay. I, I'm the type of guy, look, I'm six foot one, 265 pounds. Okay, I'm a I'm a bigger male. <laughs> Fitting into those tiny cars does nothing for me. I remember I test drove a Chrysler 200, and that's, my knee that's not a tiny. That's not a car. tiny car. 
No, that to me that's no, a, that's a full size sedan. My dad owns one. I was gonna say your dad owns one. <laughs> to, to me, that's a tiny car. It is not a tiny car. It's a full size sedan. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a four door sedan. Look, to me, it was a tiny car. It doesn't handle very well either. The, and they don't handle power. No, I, I, I personally, I understand the craze of tiny cars, but for me, it, it's it's something I never really got into because I could never fit in them. So if something happens to your FJ, what are you going to get? Probably a truck. Yeah. Like, I, that's just the way I am. I, I My first car that I ever drove was a Toyota Tacoma. Now, that's, that's a small not truck. not any bigger. Yeah, that's the same size as a Chrysler T. I've had a lot of Tacomas, and they are small. And I'm six foot. They are small, and no. I'm not a big guy. No, well, the, again, keep in mind, this was in high school. Like, this was, like, middle of high school. I, I, I grew another three or four inches in, you were in college. You were like my size then. Uh, I was a little heavier, but probably. Yeah, I was oh, about thank your, you. I was about, I was about your size, your I, height. I appreciate that. But then, like, I only drove that car for or that truck for like three or four months, and then I had to swap over to my dad because my dad had a uh, a uh, he still has a demolition and site work company, but one of his employees had ALS, and he found it that the Tacoma was a much easier truck to get in and out of every day. So he's like, "Can my employee have?" you know, your truck. And I'm like, and I, he was a family friend. So I was like, absolutely. Like whatever to make his life easier, go ahead. And my dad was like, well, you can drive the Suburban until we kind of figure out, you know, what car you should get. So I had to drive around a Suburban for a year. You went from a Suburban to an FJ. Yeah. Hmm. What? What's your point? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> dude, at that point, the FJ was like a golf cart. You know, okay. <laughs> You're going around the mountains. I guarantee yeah. it was. Speaking about, you were talking about shorter and smaller. Today, I was working on Richard and his father's car. Well, I go to O'Reilly to exchange a part that they messed up on. And the guy in there goes, I know him. He's the little fella. And I started laughing. (laughs) Damn. The O'Reilly guy knows you as the little fella. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just being. A, did did you correct him and say no? That's the professor. Uh, no, I just started laughing and and uh, I, I just started laughing. Well, I they're said, they're bound to know who it is because you're ordering parts for an eighty Chrysler Cordoba. Exactly. <laughs> but he goes, he goes, yeah, that's the little fella. He just said it just like that. I mean, with a straight face and all, and I'm like, yeah, that's him. Awesome. Yeah, so you're known at O'Reilly's as a little fella. What about the little fella that works there? He really is a like he really is a little fella. The young guy who had the blue Mustang at the Travelers Rest show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's I'm bigger than him. I don't think he works there anymore. He did last week. Oh, does he? Okay. I mean, I don't know what has changed between now and oh, then. But I don't know. Well, I haven't seen him there. Anymore. Okay. So, so for me, like, I, I've I've only ridden in a few small cars, and the most popular one, obviously, if, if I'm correct on this assessment of it, was the Volkswagen Beetle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are, are we counting that as a small car? It is a small car. Well, it is a small car, but are you talking about a... This uh, is old school. Okay. Air cool. Air cool. Yeah. Okay. This is... Yeah. New ones are water cooled. Yep. Yeah. This is this is old school diesel. By the uh, way... Well, they weren't diesel. They weren't diesel. Rabbits were. The rabbits were. Really? Yeah. Some were. Rabbits were and the little trucks were. Hmm. Cadillacs. See, I'm learning something new every day. There you here. go, man. This is why uh, you know when Look, Rob's not here, we 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 start. 
we start you learning. You start breaking things down. Like I can ask questions and I don't feel stupid yeah, by it. Since we don't, since we don't have the entertainment factor <laughs> and the star factor, uh, we, sitting, we're just sitting here learning. Yes. And last week you would have learned a lot, Patrick. Because me and Richard went yeah. on a Volkswagen. I, I need to go back and listen to the podcast of it, which, by the way, you can find on iTunes. Uh, I need to go back and listen to the podcast because I know I'm missing a lot of of stuff here, and. Because you're to upstairs. Be, yeah, to to be honest, a lot of the stuff, you know, all, pretty much all the shows here, I usually have a subscription to on the podcast form. That way, if I do miss something that I genuinely want to hear, I'll go and listen to it while I'm driving to work. Well, we had a really good show last week. I actually yeah, it was fun. I listened to it, and it was it was very good. I haven't listened to it, but it was fun. You know, what? I might listen to a little bit while we're taking this commercial break. Sounds That's good already. All right, folks, stay tuned. Uh, we got plenty more Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming up here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back into Hot Rods and Happy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is your automotive host with the most, Rob Pitts here. And in the studio, as always, we got the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. <laughs> shout, shout out to Sacramento, California. That's oh. what I'm talking about. Sacramento. Sacktown. Home of the kings and nothing else. <laughs> so I'm screaming. And as always, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour, legal counsel, and unofficial, but probably official, Volkswagen fanboy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Now, Kobe... We were talking a little bit about. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to pick up on all the Rob mannerisms. They, they were saying that I do the intro, and I was like, "What better way than do a Rob Pitts intro?" That was a pretty good one just for just a minute, man. It's like uh, it's, I had my eyes closed. It's like our leader was here. I had my eyes closed for a second, and I, I needed to spike my hair up a little bit more. And then I've been I, no, I needed shades. I needed sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think sunglasses would have been the. That sounded so good, I almost lit up a cigarette right here in the studio. <laughs> like we were outside? Yeah. Yeah, having a good time. But, Kobe, we were talking about small cars. Yep. Now, I don't think I heard this story, but, like, what drew you guys into being fascinated with small cars? Well, not necessarily fascinated about small cars. Appreciative. My, appreciative, yes. My first car was a Volkswagen, as we talked about last week. Richard's had small cars. I've had a bunch of small cars. I've had some Honda Civics. I've had CRXs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're fixing to get into. The forgotten small car, like the Honda CRX, RX-7. A lot of your small forgotten cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and these are cars that all still have, you know, a, a real following. but And they're, they're still just, worth a lot of money. Oh, well, they're going up. Um they just they don't make anything like that today. No. Um, you know, like a CRX had a whopping 108 horsepower, but it's one of the most fun cars in the world. Yeah, it only weighed what? 17, 1800 pounds, I think. I don't even think it weighed that much. Um, the SIs, I don't think they only weighed about 1400 something. I think they were a little more than that, but either way, they were light. Yeah, very light, a lot of horsepower. And just... Had, Short wheelbase. Along with like the Integras and things like that, had handling that belied a front-wheel drop chassis. 
Um, you know, their front-wheel drive cars aren't notorious for being great handling, but uh, just some of those little cars are just so light and agile. They could just do things. They were giant slayers. Yes. Like, my little Honda CRX Si, it was a 91. I absolutely love that little car. It was so fun to drive, great gas mileage, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. I mean, nowadays, kids in high school, they're driving BMWs, new big trucks, SUVs. They didn't know what it was like to have a little gas saver car because now they got their mom and daddy's credit card to pay for gas where we had to work for a living to pay for our own gas. Yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, talking about high school, uh, Patrick, you're talking about little cars. Uh, my first car was a 1986 Chevy Cavalier. Um, I reckon it got good gas mileage, but it wasn't really good at literally anything else. It was a Cavalier. Yeah, and when I got it, it had bullhorns on it, and it said Mustang across the windshield. Really? It was my grandfather's car. Oh, okay. My grandfather now, was a very strange man. Huh, yeah. Now, Cavalier did have... What was that? Z24. That There you go. Now, that one was pretty quick. They were respectable for their day. Um, you know, if you were if you were cross-shopping like a Dodge Shelby Charger or something like that, you know, that, that would have been another car that you would have looked at. And, uh, you know, as the owner of a four-cylinder 86 Cavalier at the time, I worshipped them. <laughs> yeah. And then another car that's kind of forgotten is what the Chevy Beretta. Yeah, Beretta. Yeah, Beretta and Beretta GT, Beretta Z twenty six. Yeah, Beretta Indy. I had a um, friend of mine that had a, a Beretta Z twenty six or whatever yeah. it was. That was a pretty cool little fun car. They were cool cars. Um, they they did a lot of different ones. Um, you know, they always had some quote unquote special one, but um, they did make in uh, I believe. Around 91, 92, they had a Beretta GTZ that had a 2.3 liter quad four twin cam engine that was putting out like 180, 185 horsepower. That's out of a non-turbo four-cylinder. That is a lot. Yeah, and 30 years ago. Yeah. Another cool car a friend of mine had in high school was a Ford Probe GT. That's cool. I wanted a Ford Probe GT. They're very good-looking cars. Yeah, they were. They were sharp, the, uh, especially the second generation, but the first generation was faster. Yeah. They were really cool cars. But well, that is, that's a good example of a forgotten one, uh, the Beretta, too. I mean, I guess they got their followers kind of like Murata's do. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not. A, All six of them? <laughs> maybe not exactly like Murata's do, but, uh, yeah, those are cars that most young people today are like, what? Yeah. I mean, that's like when you're, you know, riding around your Murata. People don't really realize what it is. A lot of people probably mistake it a lot of times for what? What's that Ford that kind of looks like at Fairmont? Fairmont. That's what I was fixing to say. And then I have to I actually smack seen a Ford. those people. <laughs> I've seen a guy. Matter of fact, on the way to O'Reilly's today to get your parts, I actually seen a Ford Fairmont broke down on the road. <laughs> I did. And so many Ford jokes. Yeah, but no, it was broke down on the side of the road. Um, and it actually, one of the local towing companies, and I actually waved at him and honked. But, yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't just leave it. It was actually a very good-looking one. Was it? Yeah. Old cars break. I yeah, mean, they it, do. It I mean, all of them do. What is probably one of your favorite forgotten cars? Uh, Dodge Shelby Charger. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, uh, my brother had one when he was in high school and I was in middle school. 
And uh, he painted it plum crazy purple and silver. Uh, it was burgundy and silver from the factory. And it had, like, what to us kids at the time we thought it was, like, tricked out. It had a uh, Flowmaster exhaust, Canon air filter, uh, split fire spark plugs, <laughs> you know, the, the big stuff. And uh, it was. You know, I was in middle school, and I got my license. He still had it, and uh, I used to, when he was away at college, I used to drive it, and a thing just, talk about fun. Now, you know, us here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour, we make fun of the Mazda RX-7. Yes, we do. But at the end of the day, that is a very fun little car. It's a brilliant car. It Um, is a very fun car to drive. They're just unbelievably unreliable. Yes, but unbelievably powerful yeah, for their little power plant and what they are. What's funny is the first ones had a 1.1 liter or 1.3 liter. I think the first ones were 1.1 liter. I could be mistaken. I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, With a four-barrel carburetor, and they got like 14 miles to the gallon. Yeah, and uh, a a very to-do family in our small, small town their son actually got one when they first come out, and everybody was kind of jealous of them. I was kind of, too, because that was a cool little car. I think it might have been car of the year the first year that yeah, it was, was introduced. His was black, black interior. You know, it was a sharp little car. I mean, that thing would fly. Yeah, they were, they were neat. Um, I mean, you know, we, we joke about them because there's a lot of things about them to joke about. But, I mean, at the end of the day, they really were a brilliantly designed car, and just uh, Mazda really really took a lot of chances bringing a car like that to market and uh, to have such success with it now i'm not the rotary guru but i remember reading something about the whole rotary system still to this day they really don't understand how that thing really operates per se not real well yeah um (laughs) they 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 have a lot of performance capabilities at high rpms but you have to have they've got like an oil pump that pumps oil into the engine into the fuel system um rotaries operate essentially they've got some number of triangles that sit on top of each other and counter spin and that creates combustion but i don't know maybe talk a little bit more about uh, some rotary engines right here on 106.3 word Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.